Okay, so the variety program is taking a new leap today. And this is a very special presentation. Um, and we adapted a into a kind of a screenplay, if you will, a story that we read earlier this week by Jonathan Swan mm -hmm. in Axios, where it, A, it was about the wildest story we'd ever read. It was about the... Uh, president hosting a series of characters in the Oval Office. And I think, Duncan, I think you came up with the idea of, boy, we should really do a dramatic reading. Yeah, kind of an, an, an adapted screenplay, if you will. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's not very Sorkin-esque. Uh, we kind of went a different route with it, but I'm really impressed with how it how it turned out. Look, I mean, uh, I've been pretty critical here on the old uh, variety program of uh, President Trump's lawyers. Uh, this segment uh, is exhibit A. <laughs> I think you're going to get how a flavor. St stupid these people were. Sidney Powell is a moron. Yeah. Um, this, this really makes that part very clear. Um, it's truly unbelievable that this actually happened. Uh, kudos for Jonathan Swan getting this story down. And I mean, when I read it, I thought it was hilarious. It was tragic. It was amazing. It was unbelievable all at once. And I'm surprised we were the first to the punch. Hollywood needs to make this into a film. I mean, <laughs> they, they, probably, they probably will, but our low rent asses are figuring out how to do it first. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you should, in addition to enjoying the program, uh, you should go to Axios and read the original from Swan. He also has a podcast off the rails where he talks through the, the text of it. It's worth your time, but I think this is, I think we added a little something. Yeah. He's a great guy, great reporter. And many of you may remember him from one of the top memes of 2020. You know, the one where he's handing the sheet of paper to president Trump, uh, that one. Um, so I guess without further ado, we have Ruthless proudly presents a dramatic reading. How the hell did Sydney get in the building? The story you're about to hear is true. An account reported by Jonathan Swan in Axios and adapted for your enjoyment today. Welcome to Ruthless Radio Theater! It was early evening on Friday, December 18th, more than a month after the election had been declared for Joe Biden, four days after the Electoral College met in every state to make it official. White House Senior Advisor Eric Hirschman grumbled from the outer Oval Office as Sidney Powell and her entourage strutted by to visit the president. How the hell did Sidney get in the building? Why, I do declare. President Trump's private schedule hadn't included appointments for Powell or the others. Former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. Reporting for duty. Former Overstock.com CEO Patrick Byrne. I can't believe they let me in here. And little-known aide Emily Newman. I work here. They'd come to convince Trump that he had the power to take extreme measures to keep fighting. The Oval Office. Dominion voting systems rigged their machines to flip votes from Trump to Biden and that it was part of an international communist plot to steal the election for the Democrats. 
Powell waved an affidavit from the pile of papers in her lap. This contains testimony from someone involved in the development of rig machines in Venezuela. We need to declare a national security emergency, granting me and my team top secret security clearances and using the U.S. government to seize Dominion's voting machines. Hold on a minute there, Sydney. You're part of Rudy's team, right? Is your theory that the Democrats got together and changed the rules? Or is it that there was foreign interference in our election? Giuliani's legal efforts, while replete with debunked claims about voter fraud, had largely focused on allegations of misconduct by corrupt Democrats and election officials. It's foreign interference. Rudy hasn't understood what this case is about until just now. Get Pat down here immediately. Several minutes later, White House counsel Pat Cipollone walked into the Oval. He looked at Byrne and said, And who the hell are you? The meeting was already getting heated. For weeks, the White House staff found Powell's allegations falling apart under basic scrutiny. But Powell, fixing on Trump, continued to elaborate on a fantastical election narrative involving Venezuela, Iran, China, and others. This Georgia County right here, I have proof that Dominion illegally flipped votes. The president won that county, Sydney. Huh? So your theory is that Dominion intentionally flipped the votes so we could win that county. By now, people were yelling and cursing. Fuck I hate you, you, bitch. I hate you all. You're an asshole. The room was starting to fill. Trump's personal assistant summoned for White House Secretary Derek Lyons to join the meeting, and he asked Derek to bring a copy of a 2018 executive order that Powell kept citing as the key to victory. So this order says that not later than 45 days after the election, the Director of National Intelligence shall conduct an assessment of any foreign election interference. Exactly. That's absolute nonsense. It was four against four now. Flynn went berserk. <laughs> the former three-star general whom Trump had fired as his first national security advisor after being caught lying to the FBI and later pardoned, stood up and turned from the resolute desk to face Hirschman eye to eye. You're quitting. You're a quitter. You're not fighting, Mr. President. We need fighters. Sydney, all you do is promise, but never deliver. And Flynn, why the fuck do you keep standing up and screaming at me? If you want to come over here, come over here. If not, sit your ass down. Flynn took a seat. Then the former Overstock CEO spoke up with a remarkable level of personal familiarity, given it was the first time Byrne had actually met the president. Donald, we're both entrepreneurs. We both built businesses and doggone it, we know that there are times when you gotta be creative and take different steps, my friend. These guys, they've already abandoned you. Look at all these guys, completely disloyal, total traitors. At one point, with Flynn shouting, Byrne raised his hand to talk. He stood up and turned to face Hirschman. I mean, you're a quitter. You've been interfering with everything. You've been cutting us off. Do you even know who the fuck I am, you idiot? Of course I do. You're Pat Cipollone. Wrong, wrong, you idiot. 
The staff were now on their feet, standing behind one of the couches and facing the PAL crew at the Resolute desk. Cipollone stood to Hirschman's left. Lyons, his last day on the, on the job, stood to the right. Trump was behind the desk, watching the show, taking it in. He briefly left the meeting to wander into his private dining room. Uh, you, you guys keep at it. I'm going to get a Diet Coke. The usually mild-mannered lions blasted at Pal's group. You've brought 60 cases and you've lost every one. Trump came back into the Oval from his dining room, rejoining the meeting. Lyons pointed out to Pal that their incompetence went beyond lawsuits. You somehow managed to misspell the word district three different times in three different ways in each one of your lawsuits. You're trying to overturn a presidential election. The least you could do is run spell check. Powell, Flynn, and Byrne began attacking Lyons now as they renewed their argument to Trump. That's irrelevant. You're an idiot. Spelling schmilling! Trump replied. No, no, he, he's right. That was very embarrassing. That shouldn't have happened. The Powell team needed to regroup. They shifted to a new grievance, turning the conversation away from their own embarrassing errors. We haven't lost a single case. Not a single judge has let us present the real evidence, just dismissed on technicalities. Every judge is corrupt. We can't rely on them. The White House lawyers could not believe what they were hearing. That's your argument? Even the judges we appointed. Are you out of your fucking mind? Powell had more to say. Don't get me started on the FBI and their corruption. In the FBI and the DOJ, especially under Barr. There is no way you should trust either of them. Totally corrupt. You gotta start firing people, Mr. President, like The Apprentice. Get people you actually trust. These guys are just totally wrong. Both the DOJ and the FBI looked into every major claim of fraud that had been reported. There's just nothing there. Despite Powell's successful effort to exonerate Flynn, both continued to harbor grievances with the FBI and the Justice Department. Listen, the same people you're trashing, if they didn't produce the legal material to Sydney, your ass would still be in jail. Don't you mention my fucking case. Where do you think Sydney got this information? Where do you think it came from? From the exact same people in the Department of Justice that you're now saying are corrupt. The former Overstock CEO, wearing jeans, a hoodie, and a neck gaiter, piped up with a conspiracy theory all of his own. Well, you know, I know how this works. I once bribed Hillary Clinton with an $18 million bribe on behalf of the FBI for a sting operation. What the hell are you talking about? Why would you say something like that? Well, you see, back a couple of years, the FBI asked me to take a suitcase full of cash. Byrne brought up the bizarre Clinton bribery claim several more times during the meeting, to the astonishment of every White House lawyer in the room. Trump, for his part, also seemed perplexed by Byrne. B Byrne, wh what the hell are you talking about? But Trump was not entirely convinced Powell's ideas were insane. Look, you, you guys, you're offering me nothing, nothing. These guys are offering me a chance. They say they have the evidence. Why not try this? The president seemed truly to believe the election was stolen, and his overriding sentiment was, let's give this a shot. Let's give this a shot. What the hell do we have to lose? 
Flynn and Powell's proposal amounted to mobilizing federal authorities to seize Dominion voting machines all around the country. We can't get a judge to enforce any subpoena to hand over the voting machines because all the judges are corrupt. We need to use the National Emergencies Act. It makes total sense. It's simple. Foreign enemies stole the election. All bets are off. They attacked us in support of the Democrats. You are the president of the United States, and you should use the full force of our government to go after Dominion and our enemies. How exactly are you going to do this? Junior staffer and first-time plotter Emily Newman chimed in. The 2018 executive order. Are you even a lawyer? These guys with the big guns and the badges, boy, they can do almost anything. Are you uh, three years old? Mr. President, the executive order does not give you the authority to seize voting machines. Uh, let's get Robert O'Brien on the phone. Let's get him on the phone. Trump's personal assistant brought O'Brien, the national security advisor, into the call with no explanation of the madness awaiting him. O'Brien said little, but made it clear he saw zero evidence to support Powell's notion for declaring a national security emergency and seize the voting machines. Yeah, um, that's, uh, that's not the way this works. There was so much fiery crosstalk, it was hard for anyone on the telephone to follow the conversation at all. Listen, uh, I don't know about any of this, but, but at least Sydney's a fighter. The discussion shifted from Dominion voting machines to a conversation about appointing Powell as a special counsel inside the government. I need a top secret security clearance and access to all the confidential voter information. Sir, you can't appoint Sydney to anything at the D Justice Department because that's exclusively something for Barr and the Attorney General. Lyons, Cipollone, and Hirschman. In fact, the entire White House staff were aware of this idea and were all vehemently opposed because they did not think Powell should become a special counsel anywhere in the government. By this time, Trump also patched into the call his personal lawyer, Giuliani, and White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows. So, uh, what exactly do you actually want to do, Sydney? We have the real information, and the staff here doesn't believe the truth. You need to appoint me a special counsel to get to the real facts. Well, Sydney, you're gonna have to fill out uh, SF-86, that's the questionnaire, before starting day one as special counsel. This was seen as a delaying tactic. The sense in the room was that Trump might actually greenlight their proposal. We have the real information. These people, your White House staff, they don't believe in the truth. Well, that is right there, liars and quitters. And they're not willing to fight because, you know, uh, they don't want to get their hands dirty. Put us in charge. Let us take control of everything. We'll prove to you that's what we're saying is right. We won't quit. We'll fight. We're willing to fight for this presidency. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Fighters are good. It's the only way we're staying in the White House. Got to have strong people who won't quit. No quitters. No quitters. Strong people aren't quitters. After three hours, the Oval Office portion of the meeting had concluded. The president abruptly hung up the conference line, cutting everybody off. It was 9 p.m. Okay, time for Hannity. Hirschman, Cipollone, and Lyons left the Oval Office, but soon discovered the Powell and entourage had made their way up to the president's private living room, where they found 
burn noshing on a coffee table spread of pigs in a blanket and little meatballs. Mm. Oh. Boy, oh boy, these weenies are so good. My goodness, Cindy, you're going to have to try one. Hirschman was primed to brawl and ready to dump on Powell. It had been a very long day. Rudy, Sydney was just in the Oval telling the president you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right, Sydney? Why don't you tell Rudy to his face? Um, uh, Eric, really, it's not appropriate. What's not appropriate? Why don't you repeat to Rudy what you just told the president in the Oval Office? That he has no idea about the case and that he only begun to understand it a few hours ago. It didn't take long for the yelling to start up again. They were now in hour four of a meeting unprecedented, even by the deranged standards of the final days of the Trump presidency. Michael Flynn was in a rage. Mark Meadows is a total quitter. Chief of staff? He's not even on the team. Don't you dare challenge me about whether I'm being supportive of the president and working hard. Look, look, okay. I'm the president. Are you saying that the president can't defend the country? You have Sleepy Joe getting votes changed by China, and I'm not allowed to do anything about it? Hey, Mr. President, you can't just do whatever you want. It doesn't really work like that. But we have definitive proof, rock-solid evidence of foreign interference. So where is it? Ain't nobody seen it. I'll give it to you. Just wait, just wait. But the more important thing is that we've got to start seizing the voting machines. More important than seeing the actual evidence. Why are you so focused on evidence and proof when we should be seizing these voting machines and going after the foreign interference? So that's a no in any evidence? Like, any evidence at all? Why are you speaking? Are you still employed here? <laughs> Lyons, the staff secretary who'd already resigned, laughed and joked. Well, I, I, I guess I'm here till midnight. It was after midnight by the time the White House officials had finally said their piece. They left that night fully prepared for the mad possibility that Trump might still name Sidney Powell special counsel. You have our advice, they told the president before walking out. You decide what to do. <laughs>